Hey everyone, welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill, your host. And in today's episode, I have a special guest. I believe you've been here before, Katia. Uh, so welcome back. And uh, do you mind just kind of introducing yourself for those that haven't listened to your previous episode, which by the way, everyone, is actually still the number one episode on the podcast. Uh, so uh, hopefully she's not going to let that get to her head too much in, in today's show. But uh, do you mind just kind of doing the brief intro of who you are, what you're kind of doing right now? Hi, everyone. My name is Katia Dean, the voice of the Cyber Pros. And I earned that hashtag because I am very passionate about speaking up for people in cybersecurity that's looking for jobs and unemployment, navigating their path through cybersecurity. I'm currently a systems engineer for Innovation LLC, where I support Department of Homeland Security slash cybersecurity infrastructure security agency and that's a very exciting project so i'm very excited to start that role which i started in january 2020. nice and by the way congrats i don't think i had said that when you when you got that new one so congrats on that one um, thank you with everything sort of going on and and this is obviously being filmed and being released with uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19 stuff going on. And I have people reaching out. Actually, I had somebody last night or the night before reach out that they just got laid off. Uh, and of course, they're in Australia. But from that standpoint of people that are getting laid, right, laid off right now, Katia, are there certain things that those people should be focused on? You know, and com coming from like, your experience of having a period of time in your life where you were laid off for, for many months, were, the, were there certain things that you used to kind of get through that period? And, and also with that question, so kind of two questions here, were the things that also you found were the more important to focus on that helped you eventually get that job versus other things that might, they might hear from all those little gurus online that are trying to sell them something right now? Yes, to answer your question, from my experience when I was laid off, I actually got, I'm going to say a head start. So I actually knew when my layoff date was. I would tell the people that just suddenly got laid off. Number one, I highly recommend reading my blog, my whole series, because you would actually understand all the emotions and the roller coaster that you're actually going to face during this time. I would also recommend for people that to seriously take about one or two weeks to really process what just happened. You're gonna go through some emotions, you're gonna cry, go through all that. And then once you get the emotions out the way, that's when you really have to have a game plan. So when I talk to people looking for jobs, I always tell them, okay, first, what area of cybersecurity that you wanna focus on? And as some people follow me, some people don't, I always reference the NIST 800-181 document, which is the cybersecurity workforce document. And that document actually has seven areas of cybersecurity because a lot of people still think, even some of the gurus and the conferences you go to, people just still think that cybersecurity is just hacking, but that's only one part of hacking. You have the policy side, project management side, the operate and maintain side, which is basically your IT help desk side. You have software development, threat analysis, pen testing. So all of that is with the cybersecurity 
And then once you find out what your area is, the next step is to focus on industry. When I was going through my job search, my industry was basically the government space, the defense and space, or aerospace because of the programs I worked on. So I'll heavily focus on that particular industry. And I say to focus on the industry because if you just go everywhere and just apply to different industries, if you haven't noticed, certain keywords do not translate to that industry. So you have to be very careful and mindful also in your resumes. You really have to spell out all the acronyms because that could mean something completely different. So I'll give you an example. One of my jobs, I was a system test engineer for Northrop Grumman, and on my resume, I had the acronym SOC. Now, of course, in cybersecurity, SOC means Security Operations Center, but SOC, in my definition, it meant security or something, operations procedure. So it's a whole completely different acronym. So I tell people to focus on the industry first. Then after you figure out your industry, the next thing is the company. So do you want to work for a big company, small company? It all depends. I'm a person, since I got experience working at a big company, mid-size and then small size, I honestly like a small size company because you could grow within that company and you have more opportunities to get exposed to different areas within cybersecurity as well. When you go to a bigger company, sometimes it's hard to go around. If you also work for that big company, sometimes you will probably notice you can't even move to a different area like you would think you can, but you really can't. So you have to go outside. And then the last thing is the role. So a lot of people just focus on a title. Everybody say, oh, I want to be a stock analyst, stock analyst, or pen test, pen test. That's fine that you want to probably do that title per se, but you really have to look at the duties of that job and that job description because there would be 15 million stock analyst roles, but they could be all completely different depending on the industry that you're focusing on. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned earlier about your uh, your blog and stuff. How do people find that? So people that are listening that don't know who you are, and there's probably only a couple of those in the world, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for those that don't don't know who you are, like how do they track down some of the content that you share about your own experience? Oh, yeah. So three ways. One is on my main LinkedIn page. I have the featured section, which I highlight that. You can also go to KTSCILIFE dot tech which is k-a-t-i-a-s-c-y-l-i-f-e dot tech you go there as well to get my information on my blog and also my resume services as well oh and my course all right and and uh, I was actually a guest on an episode with uh, the Black Cyber uh, George McPherson, and we talked about that uh, with what you just said, Katia, of having some additional income streams, right? So you got the resume writing service, you have a course, et cetera. Um, I think everyone should be doing that. So just sidebarring for a second there, we're just throwing that out there for anyone listening that don't just focus on getting your salary, also focus on additional income streams just in case you lose your job. It kind of helps to have some money coming in all the time. Um, so that's my little spiel on that. Uh, Katia, are there any specific tips? So you, you talked about 
focus on the industry first, which I think is actually something a lot of people don't think of doing. They focus on cybersecurity as the industry, but instead it needs to be where you focus on healthcare or finance or you know, oil and gas or any other critical infrastructure, government, you know, where, where do you want to focus at? So you talked about the focus aspect of it quite a bit. Are there specific things that vary in, in, in whether or not you know this, but are there specific things that might vary from, let's just say, because there's a pretty good reach on the audience that's listening to this. Are there, is there a significant variance in some of the advice from someone that's laid off or, or looking for work in the United States versus like say Australia or uh, the European Union or, or something like that? The only thing I notice is that when I'm on LinkedIn, sometimes I notice, especially with resumes, if they're in a different country, I notice they have to put a lot of personal information on their resumes. That's okay. like going, I mean, highly over, but for that, I'm not for sure. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and and I was thinking something like that may may uh, vary country by country. Um, and the reason I asked that again is just kind of a broad audience here. But I think some of the things you said, as far as focus on the industry, uh, focus on spelling out acronyms, uh, because I worked in healthcare as a clinician, and many of the acronyms we had there I see in the cyber world, and it's means something totally different. <laughs> uh, and you don't want the medical uh, definition by, for sure on those. So I think spelling that stuff out is, is uh, definitely a good idea. Now with your, with some of the stuff you're doing, you mentioned the resume writing service. Is there anything that you've seen without giving away all the, you know, all the goodies, uh, you know, that's part of what you actually sell, but are there things that you could share with the audience that are maybe some best practices on the resume as far as maybe like formatting or how they should structure certain things just to position themselves a little better when they try to get that, that job? Yeah, so what I see often all the time, please stop putting your full resume on your, I mean, sorry, your full address on your resume. <laughs> I said full resume. <laughs> your full address on your resume. You only really need to put city and state. Honestly, when I was going through my, Resume, when I did my resume, I honestly took off my city and state because to me, that didn't matter. That's just me. Also, if you're going to put your LinkedIn link on your resume, first, I'm going to look at your um, your LinkedIn. So if your LinkedIn look like you just started yesterday and it doesn't have any content whatsoever, I highly recommend taking that off your resume until your LinkedIn is showing your best foot forward, and then you can always add that back into your resume later on. Another thing is font. Make sure that your font is consistent. There are gonna be rules to say what font you use. Times New Roman is old school. Times New Roman is like in the 19, you know, in the 90s and whatnot. So most of the time when I get a resume, and I did so many of them, I could tell when it's Times New Roman. I'm like, whoo, this is old school. <laughs> so some fonts I like to use, I like to use Georgia. That's my favorite font. Uh, Calibri is cool. And I can't never pronounce that, so forgive me. Uh, I think it's Cam Cambria. That's the other one I use. Mm. And sometimes I use Arial, but it all depends. What other things? Um, 
Oh, another just a little tad bit. If you have, let's just say, four to five years of experience, then it's best to put your education at the bottom because you already have experience. But if you're entry level, then you're going to put your education at the top. Okay. Now, one thing that that um, many people find helpful, I guess, is putting some bullet points at the top. Have you do you have a position either way on just kind of listing out some of the things you've accomplished in previous jobs? For my resume? Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's helpful for people to do it like that to, to bullet things out, or or have you found that maybe that doesn't convert as well to get people a job? I would say that it depends on the company, what they're looking for. At my current job, I talk to recruiters all the time. All the time. So for a summary, for instance, yes, you get, yes, you should have a summary. Sometimes you should not have a summary. As I say, it all depends. Now, I'm a person, if you are a career changer, so if you're coming from the banking industry and you're transitioning to cyber, then I feel as though you need a summary because you need to know or you need to show that you have those transferable skills to get into cyber, or if you earn some certifications or you're doing some e-learning on the side, then your summary needs to show that. So you could explain, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is my current role, but this is where I wanna go. So a summary is important to a certain degree. If you have 12 years of experience, sometimes I don't put a summary on there. And I might just put bullet points. So I put probably like five good bullet points um, on a resume. So it all depends. And it depends on a person too, because I customize it towards that individual. Okay. Now, are there any specific like job boards or anything? So let's say I'm somebody that just got laid off in, in the industry um, and let's just say it's a broader definition that most people think of of cybersecurity as as a as an industry and not these segments. So let's just say that I just got laid off of some random thing. Where should I go? Like, how do I find that job? Should I go to some of the older sites like Monster or Indeed, or are there specific cyber job boards that you know of? Should I be looking on LinkedIn? Should I be looking at a combination of things? What's your advice on that? My advice is. One, because I do so many things. <laughs> I'm also a social media ambassador for ninjajobs.org. Shout out to Ninja. Ninjajobs.org. They are actually a job board where they specifically have cybersecurity roles strictly all the time. There, they have a mix of remote positions, sometimes a lot of senior level positions all the time, mostly like senior. Sometimes I see a few junior level here and there, but most of the time it's senior level. In my job search, I use Indeed a lot. Some people like, no, don't use Indeed, but I got a lot of positive feedback on Indeed. LinkedIn, I really only use that to see how many people apply for that certain job. I normally don't apply directly on LinkedIn because I know that that wasn't successful. I tried Zip Recruiter. That's a eh, you know, eh, <laughs> eh. Um, because Zip Recruiter is one of those things you could just press the button and apply, 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 but your resume is not tailored to that job. Mm -hmm. So it's not really serving any purpose. Monster, whoo, I haven't been on there forever. 
uh, or a career beard. I haven't been on there forever either. Hey, yeah, but I'm, I'm assuming they're still in business. But I, I yes, <laughs> but I but I will say this, and a lot of people they still don't do this. My number one rule is, and people say it all the time, but it's true: networking and a referral, because you will be so shocked if you just talk to somebody randomly that your job might just be right there. So for mm-hmm. some people that did or didn't follow me, if you follow me through my whole journey when I was looking for a job, my last stop was, I said in my post, when I posted my resume, I was very specific because I was tired and I didn't have time no more. So, <laughs> so I said, I specifically wrote my five bullet points, what I already did. And I said, my five bullet points are what I already did because I don't want people to tell me, well, you should do this. You should do that. No, I already did that. So I stated what I already did. This is my, this is what I need. And when I did that, I posted my resume. It got a lot of views. And this one person, I didn't know this man for a can of paint, <laughs> but he has said, Hey, hey, Tim, my job is hiring. Send me over your resume. I sent the guy with my resume. That was a referral that landed me a job when I was a program analyst. So that's how I was able to win my victory in my storm because of a referral. So a referral is very important. But for you to get a referral, you also have to put in the work as well. Mm-hmm. So of course, I get a lot of inboxes. For some reason, people think I'm Google or I'm like the Google search and I just have a, you know, I just have a list of jobs that's in front of me. And I don't mind you guys asking, like, I, I really don't mind, but at the end of the day, I'm not Google. And I don't have a list of jobs in front of me. So you could tell me, hey, Katia, I'm looking for an entry level cybersecurity position. I also wanna put this out here. Please stop saying I'm looking for an entry level cybersecurity position. Why? Because cybersecurity is very broad and that's very vague. You need to be very specific on what you're looking for. You need to say, I'm looking for an entry level pen tester position. I'm looking for an entry level technical writer position, an entry level IT support specialist role. Be very specific in your Basically, your demand of what you're looking for. Basically, just just be very specific on that. Yeah, I think you actually touched on something, and I, and I get a lot of messages. What should I do? Where's the job? And all that. And I think just as a kind of a broader message to the audience, it's fine, like Katia said, to reach out to us. We're happy to try to answer questions, but the reality is we can't do the work for you, right? We can't endlessly search Google and like we just don't have the time to to be that Google search for you to go through and find like oh there's a perfect role for you right Um, and I'm speaking from experience because I've done that for people in the past where I spent hours and hours and then they they never apply for the jobs that I found for them so just be mindful that we have other uh, for lack of better words responsibilities in life right and so you know Katia has her lovely dog. Uh, so she obviously <laughs> wants to spend time with her dog and stuff. So just be mindful of that. Be respectful. Um, I normally, and I'm just going to go on a tangent here for a second. I will block people actually on LinkedIn. I've been having to do that recently a lot. 
because uh, some people just are very disrespectful, demanding, and some of them are creepy. So mm-hmm. just be mindful that approach people the right way. It's the same as if you were at a security conference and you came up to someone. If you were very demanding to that person, do you think they're really going to be helping you and introducing you to, to other people they know in their network? Of course not, right? So it's the same thing online. Just be mindful, be respectful. And we may link you up with someone, right? So there's people that reach out to me, like, I, I need a job. I don't, know, I don't know what to do with my resume. Can you look at my resume? I, I can't. I realistically, I just don't have the time to look at people's resumes anymore. And so I will tag Katia's name in the, in the thread. I'll say, you know, connect with her, reach out to her. She's got a service. Go, go check it out, right? And I never, I don't, I have no idea if they ever go to her, right? But at least I've opened up my network to her. And she does the same thing for people. She'll tag tell you to reach out to people. So just take that action, right? Take that as, as if you were getting advice from someone you really believe has great advice and they were telling you something, you would normally go take that action. So don't waste people's time is kind of where I'm going with this. If people are willing to offer you help, then go take the action on it. Don't keep asking the same questions over and over again when they've already been answered. So that's my little tantrum, my little spiel, but I wanted to put that out there because I've seen an increase in that, unfortunately, especially via LinkedIn lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think many of us in the industry that are, that are working across the different areas, we, number one, we're already taxed on time. And number two, we just don't have the time for time wasters. We need to focus our time on the people that are going to take action that really, really want that job. Not the people that are like, well, it sounds cool that I can make six figures you're not going to make it day one at all um, unless you know like the owner of the company, I guess, but, but that's, that's pretty much the only way. So that's my little tangent, my little spiel. I wanted to throw that out there. Um, I think you've offered some really, really good advice, Katia, uh, in this, um, in this episode, any, any other final thoughts for the, for the listeners out there that can kind of help them a little more? Yes. Number one, to get through this emotional roller coaster ride, I want them to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I went through the storm. You can make it too. Number two, find time to get sunlight. I know some of us is on lockdown, like in Virginia, but (laughs) go outside. At least if you got a balcony, go outside, get some sunlight. If you could walk around in your apartment complex or parking lot, walk around, do some meditation. Now, uh, what I'm noticing, and we do it actually every Wednesday now, virtual happy hours is like the thing now. They are actually pretty exciting because you get to talk to people from different areas. And you just talk about random stuff, what's going on. Or some of us, I think it was like two weeks ago, I did a virtual happy hour and we talked about stocks. We talked about the job market, what's going on, what's going on in different states. And it's just good to have a conversation with people because during this time, I'm, like, I'm, I'm be honest, people are going to go through it. You, it's going to, this is going to test your mental state. It's going to test some relationships. It's going to test your pockets. It's going to test a lot. So make sure you still keep in contact with people, reach out to people, but still put in the work. For me, I have my course, which is Discovering Your Cybersecurity Career Path, which I walk you through the whole NIST 800-181 document. 
I'll give you examples on where you fit in that particular area in cybersecurity. I break down the certifications in that role. I give you tips about networking, mentoring and mentoring and being a mentee. I also have my panel discussion where I did, if you could see me, you could be me. That was in November last year. And I also want to tell people, reach out to me. I have my resume services available. I'm here to see you win. This is also the perfect time to learn a new skill because once we are released, I'll call it, <laughs> you will be you will be ready. You will be ready. Oh, I also want to tell people, I'm sorry, because I have like 18 million thoughts in my mind right now. I also want to tell people during this time when you are interviewing, one, they're gonna have probably some more video video interviews so make sure you prepare for that number two this is the perfect time to have i'll call them strategic interviewing questions so it was like a meme going around about as a um as a company how they're reacting to this uh pandemic that's actually a good question because when i was going through my search of employment, I actually asked companies, how did they handle the government shutdown? And the reason why I asked that question was because this is giving me an insight of the company. Will you leave your people hanging? Will you let them go? Are you, do you have other avenues for them? So that's really telling you the culture of that company. So yes, you're looking for a job, you need a job, you need money. At the end of the day, when I was in my job search, the company culture was very important to me because I got screwed over in the past and I said I wasn't doing that no more. Mm -hmm. So company culture, you really, 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 really need to think about that this uh, this time going around. I just did another post today, actually, where I asked about remote jobs because at the end of the day, I'm only one person and I couldn't do it for so much. And I don't have all the answers. Like I admit, it, I don't have all the answers. So I'm going to put a post out there. So in my post, I said, hey, what companies are hiring for remote jobs? And I also told the cyber pros to please list your location, the area of cybersecurity you are focused on, and then two to three sentences on what you bring to the table. So hopefully that gets a lot of traction and people will be able to know who's hiring because there are companies that are still hiring out here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's just a matter of people linking up with each other and, and getting that information um, passed along and, and getting those people the jobs. Uh, so yeah, it was great having you on again, Katia. Uh, I want to see if this one goes number one over the other one. <laughs> so, yeah. so tell your friends, tune in. We're going to see which one is the number one episode. Uh, and I'll let everyone know. But uh, thanks again for for hopping on. I know you're uh, pretty busy right now, especially, uh, you know, Buster wants to uh, spend time with mom. So <laughs> uh, definitely appreciate it. Uh, and uh, like I said before, you've, you're always welcome back. All right. Okay, King Legend. I see you. <laughs> it sounds like you've been talking to Dr. Hasib again. <laughs> I have all the time. <laughs>